Hi, welcome. Let's try this. What a waste of a pretty face. What a waste that face, that face. What a waste. What a waste of a pretty face, that face. What a waste that face, that face. Thoughts? I, I didn't listen to the lyrics at all. Welcome to today's podcast. Um, a, a, maybe the plans were to save a couple of bucks and crash a wedding on New Year's Eve. Also, um, a very devoted Lions fan will look forward to Sunday night's game and a person who has arguably the most popular news feature um, in Toledo. It's all that's the same person, Tony Geftos, in a couple of seconds. Let me give you this again. Before I throw kudos to White Claw, not out to White Claw, let me explain that. Uh, as timing and luck would have it, another Marvel TV show, another song that I grab from it. That is uh, Bones UK, Pretty Waste. One more time. What a waste of a pretty face. What a waste that face, that face. What a waste. What a waste of a pretty face, that face. The irony that, uh, of the lyrics in that song relating to me. Uh, let's first dive into, so the White Claw picture that we have all seen. Non-alcoholic White Claw. Full flavor, just 15 calories. Uh, you probably think I'm going to I'm gonna slam all this. Actually, kudos to White Claws. Well done. What's the, uh, the Dark Knight Rises line from Christian Bale to Morgan Freeman? I need you. I need you to get me back in the game. Uh, White Claw is back in the game after dominating it almost five years or so ago. Uh, we have all seen this picture. I, I, I questioned whether it was real or not at first. It, it is. We've all seen this picture. So maybe you've heard my seltzer story before. I, I was. I did not dive into White Claw five years ago when it was the rage. Twenty nineteen. Five years ago, White Claw was everything. All spring, all summer. And then it was the summer of White Claw. The world of White Claw. White Claw. Then it got squashed. All these other... Is that mom water? Or is that when vodka's mixed in? Uh, then it got squashed by Truly and all the other brands. Every other distributor came up with their own seltzer, vod- flavored vodka water thing. And, 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 I, and White Claw went away quietly. But it's back in the game because of this. Uh, I'm not also not going to slam any kind of a sober, curious, or, or NA lifestyle. Although I will personally observe that I have seen like no dry January posts this year. Uh, my speculation on that is maybe you drank in moderation and it was kind of a lighter holiday season than expected. Um, maybe you... Didn't like doing it last year because you went to what I suggested um, from dry January to fill it up February. Um, everything you didn't drink in January, you made up for it in 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 February. Well, regardless of whatever the reason is, I have not seen a lot of dry January posts. Though I have seen several uh, articles in the last few years saying that Gen Zers are not craving alcohol like we did. Like we, remember how we were just doing anything we could to try alcohol to get a beer, a Bud Light when we were 16 years old. The clamoring to drink alcohol. Uh, I remember my first sip of beer with my friends, uh, Blake, 
not of age. And my best friend Brian at the time, I drank it. I took a sip of the, I think it was Bud Light. I'm like, why are why are people our age so interested in drinking this? This is terrible. Terrible taste I can come back to in just one second. Um, I know many Gen Zers are, are are trying NA. There are many places opening up. I think, did I read that in Fallen Timbers, they have a non-alcoholic bar? Totally get it. I'm I'm all for that. Alcohol is poison in the body. If you can, if you want to live that lifestyle, cut back on it. Whatever it is, you're you're doing your body good. Um, when I was a kid, my dad drank seltzer, and it was like plain seltzer. This is like 80s and 90s. They didn't have flavors back then. You had your choice of bubbles or water with bubbles or water with bubbles. I tried it a couple times. Never liked it. My dad loved it. So that's why when White Claw took the world by storm in 2019, I was like, "Yeah, this reminds me of what my dad drank. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like the taste." And I, I probably had 20 White Claws in my life. Some uh, I, I liked. I just prefer other alcohol. A bit more of a, a bite. And that brings me back to um, where you're you're kind of wasting 15 calories with this non-alcoholic White Claw. I'll get to what I drink in in just a second. Uh, but good. I'm glad White Claw is back in the game. It's this week's Stanley Cup. There are people um, who I've heard our morning show, morning show host on Q105 say this, uh, Bert from The Bert Show. He Food for him is not to reward himself. Or it's simply fuel. It's practical and total pragmatism. He eats because he has to, not because he craves certain things or whatever it may be. I approach um, beverages and my liquids I, I intake with that. I drink three things, essentially just three things. I drink black coffee, which I know it, ha- it has some calories, um, a, a few. I don't put anything else in it, just black coffee. Well, there's calories, Eric. You said that's not that's not good. Yeah, but you know what? There's a means to the end with this. I, I acquired a taste. I, I sipped my mom's black coffee that she always drank with her cigarette in the morning when I was a kid, which is what killed her. Um, sipped it, didn't like it, eventually grew a liking for black coffee. That's I'll drink other stuff, but that's my go-to in the morning. Eric, well, then why the calories? Well, there's a means to an end. Uh, that is a, it's, it's an addiction. And I wouldn't be this bad, but I drink that so that uh, I don't do anything heinous and awful and so that I'm completely alert when I have to go about my day. So that 10 or so calories is worth it. I drink alcohol. Um, I, I like some alcohols and then uh, I explore with whiskey and I go, this is like gasoline, tequila, uh, no thanks. Um, I don't know anybody who drinks alcohol because they like the taste. Um, They like it for the deleterious effects. Now, I'm sure there are some people who like the taste of alcohol for it. Um, I'd like to ask them if you took away uh, the inebriation, would they still drink it like like an NA lifestyle? So that's that's where my question lies with with White Claw. Um, I do think many, many people who drink alcohol do it for the effects. And if it tastes good, that's just a, a cherry on top. So I black coffee, alcohol and water. I don't know how many ounces a day I drink. I have my water bottle. I do four or five of them a day. So over a hundred ounces of water. Um, I My day is split up into thirds, sleeping, working, peeing. Sometimes peeing and working is at the same time. There's never been a peeing and sleeping at the same time. So I approach 
My beverages, like I mentioned, um, Bert does food. It's fuel. Um, I am completely pragmatic with my my liquid intake to wake me up, to keep me hydrated, to give me a little bit of a buzz and uh, make me have a little bit of fun because I struggle to do just that. But good for White Claw for, for getting back on the radar. This was a, a wonderful ploy that they were able to manage. Um, one quick mental health thing before we dive into Tony. Um, mental health night with the walleye last week. Um I think her name is Ruth Ann Tetz. She is the team psychologist. She held this in the aquarium with other broadcaster Simone Denny. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, he detailed his journey. The story was in the blade today. Everything you'd expect. And even if we've heard these things a million times, let's hear them 10 million times so we can save lives and so people know that they can help themselves. One line from Tetz jumped out at me. You will always face challenges. My passion is to see patients as survivors. I've known people that haven't come back. I wish everyone could be saved. And I get a little tense when I throw this out, especially when I'm talking to kids. Um, I go back to the line uh, in, uh, in Age of Ultron, 2015, Captain America. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this. This job, um, we try to save as many lives as we can, but that doesn't mean we can save everybody. Uh, and that's the case. That that's the case. There, there, suicide is never, murder's never going to completely go away. Suicides are never going to completely go away. If there is a suicide near you and you feel guilt, please do not. Especially if you're in my orbit, you have likely passed along all the potentially helpful things to them. And some people we just can't get through to. I know you will feel pain and guilt, hopefully not for a long period of time. I want you to focus on the people that you have passed those resources on to who you have helped. You have saved, you've re- you have revived more lives than you know. We just focus on that one that we lost because it's so goddamn painful. Um, when I, my friend, Dr. Mata, who was here a couple weeks ago, uh, put this in my head. Like if, if I go to a classroom and there's a suicide afterwards and I, this has never happened, it's some lousy narrative that, t- that, that took off in the 2000s. If you talk about suicide, it's going to happen. Truth, truth be told, if I was aware of the concept in the 90s when I was in bad places, very likely like kids now would have done it. But I didn't. Um, if there's a suicide after a place I leave, it was too late. It was either me or, or something else. It was too late for that person. And you know what? If I go talk to talk to a, a class or a business and there's there's 30 people and there are only 29 alive a week after our presentation and our talk because that person heard suicide a lot and they just couldn't take it anymore and they're like, I've tried all these things, they don't work. And they're gone. Dr. Mata reminded me that, you know what? They were on that path, but you know what you did do? There's probably three other people who may have been on that same that person's same path and might have been might have vanished at some point in the future had you not thrown to them that hope and those resources. So there could have been at some point 25 or 26 people that were left, but there were 29, like Captain America said. We try to save as many people as we can. That doesn't mean everybody. And it's, and it's a hard job. It's emotionally challenging. You're doing everything you can for the people that you care about. And to the people who are considering taking their lives, I just tell you that I know it's, you feel hopeless. You want the demons to go away. But if you do, if you do, do this, 
you will pass a lot of those demons on to the people who deeply care about you. And they would much rather deal with your mercurial, capricious nature as you are than put you in the ground and deal with the feelings of you missing. People will miss you. That's all. Let's talk to Tony Giftos about crashing a wedding on New Year's Eve. Good New Year's Eve plans. Q105, we have been doing a super fun contest. Um, it's called I Do and Brew. We've hooked up with Mommy Bay Brewing. And basically, I've said basically or essentially so many times over the last couple of weeks because really the only thing you'll need to provide if you win this is people or guests at the wedding. Everything else will be taken care of. Um, Q1055.com for that. I saw a really interesting post from the man who's sitting across from me right now that ties in somewhat neatly to this since we've been talking so many wedding things and lots of people recently got engaged. Um, the to, uh, Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan's best husband, uh, Tony Geftos from 13ABC, <laughs> well, I wasn't is expecting here. that. Well, yeah, <laughs> you are the, the Aries' best husband, and it fits in nicely with, with all this. You had a story that got a, a lot of traction because of a, a wedding crashing over the weekend. Yeah, it was just a post that I saw on, can I say, Nosy Asses of Toledo. <laughs> It's the group on Facebook. It's a place you go if you're a news hound Mm -hmm. and you want to hear all the dirt. So I saw it there initially, but it was a post by Kyle Simak and Rebecca Stone. They just got married on New Year's Eve, downtown at the Hilton. And then they had some wedding guests who they didn't recognize. And the staff actually at the Hilton said, hey, we don't know if these people are part of your party because they're keeping to themselves, acting a little fishy. And so they alerted his sister who went up to him and said, hey, who are you guys? And he's like, oh, I'm a cousin. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm the sister of the groom. And so they said, oh, we're caught. And then they were escorted out. But they told me this whole story. They said they have no hard feelings. It was all in good fun. Um, they eventually left the reception, but they got some good drinks, apparently, sure. and some good photos in the photo booth, which surfaced on social media. So that was the part that was a little eye-catching because you can actually see the people who crashed a wedding because they posed in the photo booth. Did you reach out to the crashers at all? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I did not. I, I, I mean, <laughs> this is one of your bigger stories. It, was it like 500 shares? Oh, yeah. Well, probably got yeah, quite a few shares. Yeah. I, yeah. Thi- I think it deserves a... F- I know you're busy eating, which we'll get to. But no, that's fine. I, I'd love to hear a follow-up. Like, is was this just... You said New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Was this just their last-minute New Year's Eve plans? Uh, money's tight. We'll go crash a wedding. Are they regular wedding crashers? I have a lot of questions. It could be anything. They're holding up a prop in one of the photos that says wedding crashers, but that was part of the photo booth. So right. it was meta. It was... One of those, we are actually wedding crashers. Right. I wonder <laughs> if they're such professional wedding crashers, they bring their own props to the photo Maybe booths. they do. I don't know. But it's their story, whatever it is, is fine. The, the story of the bride and groom having a good laugh is the real, that's sure. the real story for me. Uh, the story is 13abc.com on your, what's your Facebook page where I see a Tony lot of your stuff? Geftos TV, even though I say Geftis. <laughs> Which is it? Oh my goodness! Now I'm so confused. I know my kids. My kids say Geftos. We grew up saying Geftos because it's Geftakis. It was changed, so it used to be an IS. Is that your? Is Geftak? Geftakis your I legal name? Gone, I should have gone with Geftakis, but the, my legal name is Geftos. Got so, it. Okay. Yeah. Last thing for this part of things. Um, give me a quick tease about where you'll be eating soon or a place you've really liked a lot of recently. Okay, I went to Farnsworth cocktail bar last week have you been out there in no, waterville i know my ex-boss is there a lot with josh waggy right uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's an old 100 year old bank turns 100 in march 
and it's right on Farnsworth, downtown Waterville, which the bank itself is really cool. And they kept a lot of the elements of the bank. So they have the original vault is the centerpiece and that's where they keep all the liquor and it's all lit and stuff. And then, uh, and then you get lit. No, it's yeah. all, it's all illuminated on the inside. And then they have oysters and all kinds of great food, um, with a, a new Orleans twist. So like Crescent it. city food in Waterville. Uh, all right. Podcast time. Now, um, we'll get to lion stuff and some other things. How did you fall into doing all these restaurant things? Because they're a blast. I look forward to them every oh, week. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I look forward to them, too. Um, oh, wait, quickly. I'm sorry. I apologize for interrupting, but I thought of you yesterday when your former co-worker, Heather Poloff, was uh-huh. here. Um, we were just talking about what she missed, uh, things like that. She had brought up you know, how it can be very dangerous for any reporter. Yeah. And I, I thought of you. Thanks. Not because <laughs> not because of something I'm not going to mention, but I, was, I did think, oh, God, yeah, Tony could choke on something when he's out of eating somewhere. Ooh. Or, That's fall, true. or fall off a bar stool. <laughs> These things could happen anywhere. So tell me how you got got, got into doing this. Because you were like a jack of all trades, covering all kinds of stories. Doing yeah. But now I look forward to a restaurant, um, not review, right. visit every it's week. It's a profile. Yeah, visit a, a restaurant. And um, I'm glad you're looking forward to it. I look forward to it because this is all that people remember and know me for anymore, it seems like. That's all they say to me because that's what's fun, you know. And it... It's so ingrained in this area. Restaurants are just part of our culture. Yeah. So I think it really struck a chord with people. When we launched the 4 o'clock newscast uh, two and a half years ago, we said this was one of the segments we wanted on the 4 o'clock. So Ashley Bornanson, who's no longer in news, is the one who initially did it for the first six months. And then she left, went, took a job in Columbus. And then they said, well... I guess tag you're it. So they just, I did fall into it. I wasn't the one who was like, oh, I want to go to restaurants every week, but I do love food. People I've seen online, one of the complaints is that this guy likes everything. Well, I get, I get, (laughs) I do like everything for starters. And then also I get to choose the restaurants. It's not a paid segment. So I just go in and I say, you know, people will say, hey, come check this out. Or I get to say, this is my favorite place. Or I'm interested to see what this place has. So it all works out. I think let me ask you this about, oh, Tony likes everything. Yeah. Um, I try to be particular and really try to avoid uh, jump, uh, dunking on places okay. and, and hopping on like lit fires. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's an obvious talking point, sure. Um, but I try to just highlight the, the good things because we don't do it. We hear too many bad things. Absolutely. So I, I try to stay away from slamming places. Like if you heard of a place that wasn't getting good reviews, regardless of what it was, but it might have become a, a news story, um, maybe you go there and it's, I don't know, you just avoid, yeah. the, avoid the bad thing because you don't need to pile on. Right, right. Yeah, I just... I probably wouldn't go to one that got right. bad reviews. I, I've been trying diligently to just make sure that we are faithful to this franchise that we started here and just make sure that it has a high standard. And, you know, if some things go wrong, then uh, I hope that I have enough leeway to, like, not air it. We did air, not air one episode you, that we shot, and I decided, no, that one's not going to run. Can you tell me why? Well, it was... You tell me where. Yeah, there were a couple things, but, uh, you know, there was... Most it wasn't necessarily because of the the food, but it wasn't exactly what I was promised when we went into it, and then Got we it. found out other things. Um, <laughs> Mary, formerly at the Blade, uh, the best non-Jew Jew in the area. You know Mary, right? <laughs> Maybe Mary, Mary Bill. You okay? She was the food editor at the Blade. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. She told me um, 
that like it could be because uh, she did these little uh, what was it like uh, under under ten dollar eats kind of features. Oh yeah, that's cool. And. She said it would, it would be harder than I thought to wrangle some of these restaurateurs. And I get it. They're super busy and stuff. Yeah. Maybe run some weird hours. But she told me that, that, that there were some quirky people that she'd run into. Uh, they wouldn't, they'd wouldn't. they be interested and then vanish all of a sudden. Yep. Yeah. So. yeah, no, that's uh, very perceptive. That is one of the biggest challenges is that people think, oh, you know, go here, go there. You, you have such a great job. And I do. Um, but it's not easy to line up the restaurants. It's about 50-50. And some of them, I've, I've got like the whales that I really want to get to, the high-end places that I'm like, man, I'd love to get in there. And there are other ones I've set up four or five times and it, and they're just like, ah, oh, we don't have the staff. Somebody called in sick. You know, my cook is sick or whatever. Things happen. And especially lately, like if you want to get into the restaurant business, I've seen it firsthand. It is the most difficult small business to do. And you are married to that restaurant. So Because you're not making much money, right? Well, it's just... You, if you want it to run the way you want it to run, you got to be there all the time. Yeah. So there's no, oh, you know, go ahead and take it away and I'll be at home sipping a cocktail. It's, it is a really tough business. That's what I'm so stunned about how the, the Kango empire keeps growing. Um, I know he's got really good people working for him, but I also know yeah. he likes to work a lot. It, yeah. it is his art. It is his craft. Um, so there's, there's really just like one Kango, one, one Nancy a long time ago. So right. yeah, it's, it's super hard. You're going to work a lot and not make a lot of money, I guess. And at a lot of times deal with some very difficult people. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot that, you know, creatively, it's the same as making radio or television or, or film or anything along those lines. You, you have a, there's a real creative aspect to it and it's a, the delivery and you want the people to react in a certain way. You want it to be right every time. And so a lot of that, you know, they may not feel like they're ready for TV or mm -hmm. they're ready to showcase it yet. And uh, it is a meticulous craft. I really admire what everybody, especially the chefs in town, but the entrepreneurs, I, I really do. I, I'm like, I don't think I could do this, but I like watching you do it. You know, it's one of those. Can I ask you, if you don't want to tell me who the whales are. Oh, okay. Can, <laughs> if you don't want to, can, can you tell me the types of food? Yeah, well, the higher-end restaurants, you know, the more expensive places. And sometimes I just kind of back off and just wait until, um, because those don't necessarily get as much traction as the mom-and-pop greasy spoons. You know, those are the ones that people want to see. Really? Yeah. How come? I think it's more because they're uh, more affordable and more maybe approachable, so you don't feel oh. like you have to, like, oh, wait, they, dress up. They, they like the smaller ones rather yeah. than the bigger ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that I get. I thought you yeah. said the other way. Yeah. No, yeah. no, yeah. People And people are interested to see, like, oh, what's this fancy restaurant have? But they may not necessarily go there. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, again, going back to what can we do to prevent any kind of negativity? Even though someone could win a million dollars and go, yeah, but I needed two on the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't need somebody saying we'll, we'll make a place up. Uh, we'll, the or we'll say it rhymes with slop house. <laughs> I don't need Bernie from Springfield saying, yeah, it looks good, but I'm not paying $55 for five ounces of steak. Right, right. Uh, it's probably very good. That's the standard rate for good food. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, so, whales can... So, you want to go to those places. I have a... Well, I'll tell you, I have a list that I just keep... I, occasionally we'll put out, Hey, what's a good place? Where should I go next? And I'll write, I'll go through and write down. And sometimes the people, the restaurants that actually reach out, I will contact them and they'll go right to the top of the list. Because if you have hustle and you're proactive, I know you've got a good product. So I know that going to your place is going to be good because, uh, you know, there are 
all these restaurants, if you're tuned in to promoting your restaurant for free, then you know what's up. And you probably, I mean, nine times out of 10, I, I've right now it's 10 times out of 10. Those places are the best places, you know? So I have, I have so many questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I should do them rapid fire. Um, this is a great restaurant. It's becoming a, a great restaurant area. Other pl- places are challenging one another. Yeah. Um, getting creative. But what we are limited by our geographic size. How many more places could you possibly get to? I have a list of probably close to 150 right now. Oh, my God. But, you know, it grows every day because new restaurants Good. open. <laughs> and I find them. And it's Dine in the 419, which has been nice. Uh, not so great for Michigan because right over the border, like one foot north of Toledo, I can't go to the 734 or the 517, but um, there are 20 plus counties in the 419. So have you, have you, have you considered with the popularity of this feature, I forget your GM or news director's name, but uh, here you take this for free. You do a spinoff show. Yeah. We'll grow the, the, the Geftos first uh, up to the 734. <laughs> I, I, I lived in Monroe one, well, the first time I was here in 2005 and six and I like going to Pete's Garage. It was the yeah. best buffalo salad ever. Buffalo chicken <laughs> salad ever. And you sit in the car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, make good drinks. But it was like that or Subway or Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And now I have some friends that uh, live up there. And I see some of the places they go. And there's some some damn good looking restaurants with yes. food up there as well. There are. Yes. Very right. Uh, the foodie scene doesn't stop at the border. <laughs> uh, next, I guess, rapid fire question. What's the place... That, do you know how many places you've been to during this feature? Oh man, it's been according to my YouTube count, I think it's been over a hundred now. So, what place uh, floored you in in a good way? Mm. Man, there are so there are so many. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, I was shocked at how busy MST Pub was in Tiffin. And right. uh, and uh, he's uh, the guy uh, Chase. His last name's Chase but they call him Chase. We're related. Yeah. Um, he really does a great job at just getting the brand and marketing. And he has um, not only the restaurant, but he also does sauces and, and rubs and then partners with Ball Rikes, which are my favorite potato chips. And, you know, and he's got, he's got everything going on all at once. And I was there at 11 in the morning and they had a huge play, a very big restaurant. And it was packed with a line out the door. So um, that was, I, that'll always stick with me. I had to wait while he was in the kitchen so we could continue our interview um so i was there for like two hours <laughs> but it was a lot of fun how long do these do these shoots usually take you you i mean it can depend on what you want to showcase so if they want to do just like one dish really right. quickly we can we can do it in a half hour easily you know and then uh there are others that take two hours plus has so. your has your palate expanded since you've been doing this probably not <laughs> I would say no. What food don't you? All right. Uh, what what food do you absolutely dislike? Like I'm not a seafood person, or okay. at least like like shellfish and things like. Oh, so you like, wouldn't like the oysters at Farnsworth? Correct. Like, nah. I could do uh, like the like the white fishes, like flounder and salmon. Mm-hmm. But if you're bringing out things that have uh, tentacles and whatnot, <laughs> I'm not real exotic. Uh, octopus. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm Greek. I eat octopus. Okay. So, <laughs> so is there an is there a non-starter for you? Wow. Um. You know, I used to say I don't like mushrooms and then i had the mushrooms that uh, i never even heard of 
at the chop house and they get them from a farm in Michigan and they were like medallion mushrooms and lions mushrooms. And things. I'd never even, I didn't know they existed. And I was like, these mushrooms are fantastic. And they were, so they were, they were oyster mushroom and they, they had like the consistency of oysters, which you would not like the mushrooms either. <laughs> it was, but it, for me, it was like, these are great. These mushrooms are just like oysters. So. Um, aside from that, is there an, an entree, um, hmm. That that still resides in in your mouth because it was so good. Wow, I, you know I I go heavy on sauce and garlic. I'm trying to trying to think of who's got the best saucy garlic. There's a lot of them. Okay. Um, some of the best sauce around is Keith and Chris and Corvaya's okay. pizza joint. They use the pizza sauce um, from the the sugu from the day before. So. <laughs> you, you haven't done too many pizza places. Hindsight, obviously, which I yeah, checked yeah. out in the summertime. But you, am I correct? You haven't hit many pizza places? No. Yeah, I have not done a whole lot. There are a lot of pizza places. And, and a lot of pizza places have more than just pizza. And they yeah. want to showcase other items, too. So I think I've gone into a few. And then we've ended up doing, well, here's here's that. But then also this. What else do I want to ask yeah. you about this? There's, there's just so many questions. I know. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and I, I could, I could. You, hear- you want to come along? Everybody's like, no. "Hey, it's." Uh, they're like, "Man, uh, can I come along with you? I love your job," which is great. Um, the one thing that strikes people is that I shoot everything and edit it all myself, and um, so I'll set up. I use four cameras. You know, I use like a GoPro and the drone, and I take pictures with my phone, and then I have the primary camera, and then I edit it all together. One of the hardest parts is finding the music because I like to do kind of music video style. Mm-hmm. And that's the, but sometimes I'll sit there for an hour trying to find the right music to hit the right tone you for the want, restaurant. You want your craft to be perfect, like the, like true. The, the, the chefs. Um, it, it reminds me, uh, it makes me think of like how we continue to expand the Geptos first year. Okay. We take it back, take it back to your, <laughs> to your bosses. Maybe you can like offer a contest to win your way to go to dine on the 419. Oh man, that would be something. <laughs> <laughs> this is all this is all free here. Yeah. Um, what other food things that I want to Oh, when you said like you've become known for this, I could hear it in your voice. Like you got into what you do, uh, not necessarily to sit and eat oysters, right. covering other stories and, and whatnot. And here you are, it's like you're known for the it, like me. I'm I'm my my mental health stuff, but I'm also my dogs. Yeah. Which is which is completely fine. Um but I know what it's like where you, you do things for one thing, but you're recognized for something else. Right. Like, you're the food guy now. Like, I can imagine somebody going, hey, Gaptos, yep. get those pineapples off that pizza. <laughs> I can imagine that, too. <laughs> Usually, it's uh, it's great, though. I'll, I I love it. I own it. Uh, so I can't complain about Good. that. I would rather be the food guy than, hey, it's the uh, you know bleak reporter news guy who reports on all the terrible things. So That's Sean. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, last, last one with the, uh, with this kind of work thing. Uh, what, uh, what other stories do you have time to get to? Oh, I do two stories a day, uh, outside of it. So I, I dedicate Fridays though to uh, dine in the 419. I go in the morning typically because Fridays restaurants are open and then in the morning, you know, they're not quite open yet. So that's really the magic window to go into a restaurant and have a little bit of elbow room to, uh, really get to know everybody and see how they work. Um, but other than that, the rest of the week, we have to shoot and edit two stories for the day and then put them online and various ways on television. And then I anchor the four. So there's a lot going on. 
you, we, I asked you before, you don't sleep a whole heck of a lot, right? No, I do. I do. My schedule is much better now. I'm, it, I'm dazed now. So Because before, I know you'd come visit us when we were up in the morning because you right. were up when we were up. Like, that was when you done it, it. You know, mornings are hard. I did mornings for, boy, it felt like forever. Uh, probably 15, 20 years. I don't know. Just forever. And and it's much better that I'm not. It's hard. It's this, hard. And then the overnight people have it even worse. Right. We have some producers who are up all night. Hats off to them. Okay, last food question, I think, and then we'll, we'll okay. talk lions. Um, your wife, Colleen, there's Bianca. I don't yep. know the boy's name. Oh, Brody. Brody. Okay, there the we go. The boy. He, he looks like a Brody. Yeah. Um, do, do you guys go out less now to eat as... Now that you're out to eat like once a week, yes. Does we, Colleen ever go, honey? We haven't been out in three one three months. Yes, they do. They do. Uh, <laughs> and part of it. So people also ask, what do you do with all the leftover food? Some places will bring out this huge spread. You know, where does that go? Um, sometimes they we sit and the staff comes out and eats it, and you know, so the leftovers go to the staff, which is great, and especially if they're going to go right into their shift. Other times they're like, here, let me pack this up because I usually bite off of everything too. So not everybody wants to you know, have food you bit, um, or bit in. So I'll bring it home and then we just, you know, put it in the oven and then kind of get a little sample, a doggy bag sample of Got everything. It. So that happens, you know, at least once a month and then we don't go anywhere <laughs> because of that. Right. But. Makes sense. But you take a lot of vacations like Disney and whatnot, right? Yeah, for sure. You guys We're are always out doing stuff. It's true. We went to Frankenmuth. Got to have the chicken when you're in Frankenmuth. Oh, what's that place called? Well, there's Zenders and there's Zenders. Bavarian Inn, and you're either one or the other. You you either go to one place or the it's like it's like American Coney Island and Lafayette Coney Island. What's the place up in Birch Run that gives you like 87 pieces of bacon? I think that's Tony's. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. The, the diner, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, Lions. Yeah. Uh, Give me something. You're, you're, are you a big Lions fan? I'm a big Lions fan. Okay. I'm kind of a homer, though. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, this player's going to do that. I just, I'm, I'm more like a, you know, have a couple beers and like, yeah. <laughs> so it's hard for me to watch Stafford coming into this whole mix because Perfect. I, it, no, it's, it, it, I just sat there and said, oh, no, over and over and over when I heard that this was the matchup. Because um, last time I checked, you know, Stafford got traded from the Lions. He didn't say, you know, I'm out of here. See ya. He 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 kind of did though. Yeah, I don't. And I mean, this okay, is my okay. Go ahead, tell me more. I I have come across the fact that people are going to boo him, right? Um, which is astounding to me because he he gave body parts and health to that organization for a long time. That's what I said. He's he, going to have permanent damage because of the lines. He psychological and physical. Yeah. He and his wife were phenomenal parts of of the community from all things that that I read yeah. and came across. Donated and, tens of millions of dollars to charitable foundations. Yeah. Um I did this yesterday briefly but I'll, I'll suss it out more. Um if you want to boo okay, but he should be there should be a 2 minute ovation during introductions. Right, yeah. Especially because probably half of that 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 stadium rooted for him because of those reasons to get that Super Bowl. Right. And he like we know, we know sports, and when somebody leaves, it's usually carnage and chaos. Mm -hmm. He tactfully orchestrated this. Yep. Like I think he went to management, and they realized he's given enough, and everybody nobody expected Jared Goff to be leading the next Lions playoff run. This worked out all around. Um, does does when's the last time you booed an opposing quarterback? Anyway, 
Right. Yeah. I'm asking you. Oh, when I boo, I, I mean, you don't stand up and boo them, I guess. But right. I've I've been to Ford Field in years past. It was I'm trying to think. If it was last year, or the year before, when when the Ravens kicked that record-setting field goal to win the game. Was that last year? And it was the 64-yard. I, I was sitting in the end zone, two seconds left, and it bounced off the goalpost and went through, and we were like, that figures. So Lions. Right. <laughs> and during that game, uh, they were inducting Calvin Johnson into the Hall of Fame, and the, who was it, Mary Ford, owner of the team, mm-hmm. got booed the entire time. Like, the owners got booed up and down. You couldn't even hear the ceremony. So that was the last time I was. So I can I can see booing happen. You know I'm a, I'm a Silver Dome Lions guy. I go back to like back in the day, and that's when fist fights would break out between Lions fans. Right, and we were the only fans who would fight each other in the stands. Uh, so <laughs> you've not been to an Eagles or Giants, or I guess not. So you you did prove my point a little bit from my perspective, and I'm not a fan, and I don't go to games, um, but. To me, there are three general entities that that are regular targets of of booing, and none of them are opposing quarterback. Right. They're they're animated opponents, typically wide receivers, yep. who egg on the crowd, the officials, and <laughs> dumb team decisions. Okay, like yeah. I, I can't remember the last time anybody booed Jordan Love. Or I can't I can't remember a time where people were like I can't wait to go to Ford Field and boo Kirk Cousins. Oh boy! Like you just don't boo the opposing quarterback. That's I, true. I know there's an emotional relationship there with Matthew Stafford, and if he makes a you know great play and he's not the type to egg anybody on, I just can't see why he'd get booed. And if you want to do it because you're a fan and you had some beers, fine. But you better give that guy a two minute ovation during player introductions. I. Yeah, I feel the same way, and I know there are people who will be like, you're not a true Lions fan. I, I'm still rooting for the Lions. Yeah. I just don't, I, you know, it's please hammer, don't hurt them. I want them to, like, <laughs> beat the Rams, but don't hurt Stafford. Right. Because he, he's had enough beating when he was with the Lions, like you said. But um, also, when the Rams won the Super Bowl, it felt like the Lions won the Super Bowl. I know all of Detroit was watching, so. You, you were probably on Twitter way more back then than the shit show that it is now me too <laughs> but i remember specifically friends of mine i saw lots of like um detroit rams logos yeah. that were, were worked up and stuff right so that's why it really irked me when i heard people are going to boost stafford we'll see we'll see if those people are really going to be there that's the question i mean how much are tickets the most expensive uh wild card playoff game is what i heard i'm glad so. that they got the eight o'clock slot on sunday night yeah um as i don't to, like i don't have the next day off so i'm not happy about that I'm yeah, gonna be up. You get to sleep later. I mean, what time yeah, are you waking true. up? It's true. I'll I'll sleep in. What time are you usually I, wake I up? I gotta at? be. Usually, I'm up by seven, but it's okay. not gonna be seven. Um, are, do you feel that they're gonna win? Wow, I hope they are gonna win. I didn't ask you that. <laughs> I mean, I hope Sydney Sweeney's gonna walk in here. This is the thing. Like, we could be down 21 points with two minutes left to go, and Stafford can pull something out of his hat. You know, we've seen him do it with the Lions. I'm. I'm just not sure. And then you've got Campbell who can anticipate those crazy, you know, Dan the Gamble is going to go for some crazy shenanigans. It's going to be an interesting game no matter what. And uh, I'll be watching and and hopefully hopefully happy with this outcome. First home game in 31 years. Yes. yes. Um, it, it's going to be a special night. I'm very happy because, you know, I've been in this area for a long time. Ties and roots to Detroit. Detroit fan friends. Um so I always root for my friends to have their teams win. And I, I said to, um, you know our boss, Dana, right? 
Yes. Um, I said to her at the beginning of the year, because we saw it at the end of last year, when the Lions got out to like three and one or whatever it was, I'm, I'm like, this is, this is, I have objectively watched this for 20 years now. This, this is not comical. Like, this is competence. All the same old lion stuff has kind of gone to the wayside. It has, yeah. Like, they're fundamentally sound, even though you've got Dan Campbell, who is a raucous, the most raucous head coach in the league. Like, this is a legitimately good football team. Yeah. I think they're going to lose. Because oh, yeah. I think they're even, I think they're evenly matched on the field. Um, but I, and not because of Campbell's risk. I just think McVay is going to, coach circles around him oh man well Sorry. see I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not a sports guy in terms of i'm not gonna tell you what's gonna happen. i'm not okay. a meteorologist either i can't tell you what the weather's gonna do but i i can tell you that it's going to be very close and it will so. come down to whoever makes a mistake yeah often often the way it is yeah um where were you with michigan winning uh i'm well i'm from michigan so you was, live there, you know. Yeah, so I was real happy about it. My okay. brother marched in the University of Michigan marching band, uh, so I grew up going to the games in the '80s, and um, so I, I don't, you know, I I, I say go blue. You know, okay. I don't want people to be upset about that. But I was uh, very excited and watching the game, and and it was a good time. Um, I went to Western Michigan, so I don't have like the biggest dog in the fight, but it it was fun for me. You know? I did wonder. <laughs> um, because our Q105 Facebook page got way testier than I can ever remember it being because yeah. of Michigan stuff. Right, right. Predictably so. Um, and we have been running, uh, like last week we were running something like Good Luck Michigan. And then Tuesday morning I had something running till just a couple of minutes ago going, congratulations, Michigan. And I was wondering if we... Uh, like ran off Ohio State fan. Not when we can't afford to lose any audience. I wonder <laughs> None if of we, us can. <laughs> I wonder if we ran off Ohio State fans. I was yeah. thinking of writing up a, a, a piece like welcoming Ohio State fans back to Q one hundred five. If they'll ever, <laughs> that would be funny. If they'll ever forgive us. Well, uh, you know the, the Buckeyes have had such a long run yep. of, of victories. It's just you know, if Michigan's you know, like give us this. <laughs> For sure. Well, they can't. It, it, I know, it's, I know. It, it's so absolutely ir- it's okay. ir- irrational. I I understand that side, too. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's fans are mostly irrational. Yeah. I was... I want to hear from some of the people, and you won't, because this is just what fans are. There were plenty of people, what, like 2015, 2016, 2017, who... Well, sorry. Leading up to that, they were begging for Harbaugh because... Brady Hoke was not the savior, oh and they expected Harbaugh to be. Right, they got Harbaugh, and they're like, "What's this eight and four BS?" No, no, yeah, impatience, and, and he he built it. I mean, credit to him. It's true, credit to him. Whether it was sign stealing or going and recruiting during the pandemic or whatever, all the charges are against him. The, the, the team came out on top. Every team, in my opinion. Every team that's like a top fifteen power in college football is doing something. To bend the rules and shape. I said the same thing. I was like, the only thing he did wrong was get caught. I'm sure right. everybody else is doing that. <laughs> college football oh, is is the opposite end of bastion of integrity and character. <laughs> I, well, I, maybe insider. You want the players to be on the up and up, though. They, they, yeah, they, yeah. Well, they are. But my favorite, one of my favorite lines of the season was the Nebraska coach Matt Rule, who it, it was his first year there, um, where he bluntly answered a question he's like you know it's like two to three million dollars to get a starting quarterback in the transfer portal i'm like thank you for saying what it is yeah. thank you for saying the quiet part out loud so, yeah yeah no it's true uh, it's, so i'm happy a lot for of money my, involved happy uh 
last things. Um, stories you're working on? Hmm. Other stories you- I'm working on today, and I don't I don't know when the podcast it's is going to drop. It's Thursday right now. Oh, okay, great. Um, is the uh, Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox Cathedral? I'm not Greek Orthodox. I was raised Roman Catholic, but be that as it may, um, I have very good ties to the uh, church here in town and Father Larry. And I went over there this morning. They're undergoing a renovation of $500,000 and they're doing the icons, which are all the saints. And there's 11, they said 11 icons, but it's really the walls and the dome and like how it's all painted. And, uh, and they have these artworks that are, they're being done in Greece and then sent over. So they're, they haven't had a renovation there since the 80s. And the cathedral itself is 104 years old. But this, so. Is this the place at Cherry and Summit? Yeah, yeah, where the Greek Fest is. There's the annex building, which right. is what where you go to get your pastries, but the actual church is next to it. I call that Little Gaff. Yeah. With, with total reverence. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Total reverence. No, it's true. The, uh, the Gaff is, I mean, it's its own organization, you know. This is this is a church festival. The fact that they've made a church festival that big is really something. Yeah. So, uh, What else are you working on or, or, or trying to pound the pavement, pavement on to get into? Oh, man. I don't think that far ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I had, so I don't know if you saw yesterday, I, we, my wife's hairstylist, her son is the catcher for the U of M baseball team. Okay. And he's a <laughs> freshman this year. So okay. after, this is back to football, after the um, national championship, they got a call. She and her ex-husband got a call at three in the morning saying that their son had been arrested. He was on private property. They were partying and under drinking the catcher okay. turned out to be totally false. Okay. She got, you know, scam called and they were in just a blind panic because it's the middle of the night and they hooked on a scenario and they were naming players on the team that they ended up sending cash app money to them and, mm. and they got, yeah, scammed out of 250 bucks, but could have been more. But um, yeah, that was my story yesterday. And it was just, you hear about all these scams and we put them on all the time, how you can spoof people's voices and use AI and stuff like that. But then to latch onto like a major event, like the national championship, I was like, man, that is smart. next level. That's they, smart. It's unfortunately really whip smart. And you know what? It, it doesn't happen if they don't win the national championship. I know. So I look at it as a $250 tax on something you've wanted, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, th- thanks as always. You're always welcome to drop by. <laughs> thanks. I will.